1: I
3: am all in.
0: I am all in with Scott Patterson and iHeartRadio podcast. So let me
3: tell you something, man. Uh, I watched this movie mm. and. I was enchanted, delighted. Uh, I felt like it was a little short in some areas. It didn't really age well in some spots, let's face it. Uh, yeah.
4: But we're talking you, about Flashdance, right? This we're flash talking dance. about
3: Flashdance. I mean, when you've okay. got Adrian Lyne uh, directing a film, uh, it, 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 it's, it's, it's hard not to watch it. I mean, the guy really knows where to put a camera uh, he knows uh, how to light a light a scene. It's uh, I thought Jennifer Beals was uh, an exciting, fresh, compelling talent. Uh, very gentle yet powerful performance. Um, a true movie star. Uh, I'm mystified as to why, or at the time when I was watching, I was mystified as to why she wasn't a bigger box office star. Um, mm-hmm. But let me get your impressions of it,
4: Scott. This is going to be the first time you and I butt heads. Oh, I am not a fan of this movie. <laughs> okay. I, I know, I know. I'm sorry. This is where the frontier pushes back. Uh, we, we, I, we, we. You and I love the Goonies, and we both saw the the, the beauty and the wonder in Rosemary's Baby. But I, I I'm not a dance. I'm not a dance guy. I, I'm not a Broadway musical. Like I don't like that show aspect. I, I like a good plot. I like good character development. I like twists here and there. And I saw this movie and the only thing that I took from it, that, that, that I felt something was, and again, this is a, maybe an unpopular opinion. I'm 22 years old and I'm probably from a different time, but what a feeling by Irene Cara or Kara, I don't know how to pronounce her name. That song, the Flashdance song, is the only thing that I was like, okay, all right, this is, this is something. But and and, and you know, the, the the final scene was cool, but I, I just didn't. It, the movie didn't. It didn't speak to me. Right. I mean, maybe it should have, but maybe it just didn't speak to me.
3: Right. Well, it's it's just you know, it's a girl from a working class area, part of Pittsburgh, who was a welder, who didn't have money but she had her dance and she had her passion. And I just, you know, really root for somebody. And the the thing I appreciate so much about her performance, if we're going to break down her performance a little bit, was that she didn't fall into this sort of, you know, putting on these affected uh, attitudes and accent of a working class girl. Because, you know, she's from Southside Chicago. So... You know, some of the sweetest, most gentle, most loving and lovely people come from the inner city. It doesn't have to be this hard, scrabbled, tough ass girl. It's like, here's this very vulnerable, very gentle girl. And she didn't have to play, she didn't play that. She just was that. Mm-hmm. So that's very difficult to do. And it and it, it really comes down to the choice and how how smart a person she is and how smart an actress she is to know that, to trust that. Like I'm from one of these areas, um, but I doesn't mean I have to be this stereotypical, like tough chick who like, you know, has this sort of hard edge and attitude, not at all. If anything, she removed that and she became softer and softer and softer and more vulnerable. And she showed us who she was, which is really, you know, the heart uh, of the character. And, And it was just a, I just, I would have followed her through any situation, no matter how poorly written it was, no matter how dated it was, no matter how it didn't age well, you know, with the Michael Murray stuff. And, you know, yeah. we, we have to depend on the rich guy who's connected to help help her out and all that kind of, you know, uh, contrived stuff. But um, um, I really appreciate the film and I can see why it's an I- iconic film um, and all the insecurities that she felt Going into that audition to see all those, you know, those upper crusty girls with their ballet shoes and their outfits, and then they looked down upon her and and sneered at her. And it, it, it's, you know, it was a it was a very formulaic film uh, with a very delightful, very compelling uh, fresh talent in in Jennifer Beals with a very gifted director who was saddled with a sort of a mediocre script.
4: I'm sure you're familiar with Rotten Tomatoes, right? Mm-hmm. They they judge movies in the past. You know, this this company is is 21st century and they judge movies in the past with the 21st century film outlook. And so I think someone like on Rotten Tomatoes, like staff, like critique, because they gave the movie. It's interesting. They gave the movie. The critics say 36 percent and the audience say. Sixty one percent. Now, here's 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 where I'm coming. I'm going to see both lenses of this film. I think anyone, if you ask my parents or my aunts and uncles or anyone who grew up in the 80s and was a youth or or just uh, anyone who was very familiar with the culture, they would say, oh, my God, this is this is a showstopper. This is incredible. This is this is iconic. This is this is the movie of my time of the decade. Because you had to be there. It was kind of one of those movies in the age. You just had to be there to understand is uh, is that that That's my understanding of it, because I think on the outside looking in, this movie is just compared to the other um, movies like this, uh, you know, where it's about an underdog who overcomes adversity and and it tries and tries and fails and fails until he or she gets her his or her big shot and succeeds. I think you had to be there to really love this film. Otherwise, a guy like me who sees it and goes, oh, yeah, it's just like whatever i mean it, it's okay or mm-hmm. it's fine right does that make sense i i don't feel like i'm rooted to it
3: right well you no know? there's i mean it's like asking you know when i was uh your age uh it's like asking me to go back uh god when i you know to 1930 to watch a film that was you know sort of lukewarm received and yeah i i, I totally get it you know but i you know that's when i was uh you know, I was, what, 24 years old in 1983. So it, it wasn't a film that I went to see. Let's just put it that way. Right. It wasn't in my, it didn't check my boxes at the time. So I never saw Flashdance. I never saw the film when I was a kid and, or when I was in my early 20s. And I, I never really wanted to. It wasn't, you know, but, a lot, you know, a lot of people liked it. A lot of women loved right. it, and now I can see why. And I watched it; I thoroughly enjoyed it. I did, and I, I look. I, not all films age well, and uh, this was one of them. But a lot of it did age, and you know, I thought I thought some of those, you know, those uh, you know, those strip club owner beating them up in the parking lot scenes, and. And then come, you know. Then he yeah. would be back, in, you know, a couple of scenes later, back in the club, saying he was sorry and all this. I mean, it was just like, you know, if if this guy pulled this kind of stuff today, he'd be it, he would be canceled, erased, and arrested, canceled, and,
4: incarcerated, and right? Dead,
3: right? Exactly. I also want to say that, uh, you know, I Michael Nuri uh, was a very prominent actor back then uh, on mm-hmm. television, <clears throat> and, um. I found him to be particularly delightful in this film because he, you know, he was very gentle with her. He, he, he was all obviously older. I mean, she was what, 18 years old, 19 years old in this film. And yeah. he was divorced with, I think a kid. And, you know, he, he, he screwed up his life and then he got it together. And then he started this company where she works at. And now he's like, you know, one of the wealthiest guys in, in town, but, you know, he played it like a very sensitive soul who was, you know, I, I kind of like them together because he made it easy for her to fall in love with him. He wasn't hard edged. He was just sort of open and charming and lovely and understanding. And, and even though it didn't, you know, a lot of the scenes didn't age well, his attitude toward her, I mean, he treated her uh, with respect. He really did. Yes. Yeah. He really, really cheated her very gently and no meant no. And, you know, he he, he, he was not pulling any of this macho stuff. And um, I, I liked watching these two together. I thought they were magical together. I really, really liked it. And I especially liked how he handled the scene when his ex-wife came in, when they were having yes. dinner, when she was wearing the, the tails, um, uh, you know, the the, the tuxedo shirt. Uh, at the dinner and looking so great. And and he just sort of kind of, you know, that's okay, hon, you know, whatever. I yeah. mean, he really, he never gave away his power uh, and he never tried to have too much power. And I just, it was just two actors working on a very high level, I thought, with a limited script. And I thought they did a wonderful job. And I I just don't think you could have found two more appealing people to put together and you know both very attractive people um but i just think very pleasant people to be around and i i enjoyed the hour and a half or hour 40 because i got to be around these two people um
4: i agree with you yeah. i think i think you're dead you're dead right with the casting and just kind of how the couple made you feel yeah. uh because part of the whole ambiguous nature of this movie is is this guy shady is he right. dark what's going on with this right. other mistress and and i guess the big plot twist of the movie was yeah it's his ex-wife mm-hmm. and their their interaction was at a charity event and when uh, alex chucked the brick through his window uh. and you're kind of thinking this is okay this is when this is when everything starts to the crap's gonna hit the fan uh it, no, he's just really just a good guy. Mm-hmm. It was a misunderstanding and it's a genuine relationship and you, you kind of root for it. You root for her, you root for him, and then you you root for them together. Yeah. And then at the end, like I said, it's a great ending because, you know, she gets another chance at the dance in front of the judges, got a great song and we have a great love, uh, very combustible, passionate romance between these two unlikely lovers. As you said, the age difference is a little unsettling at first, but then you kind of just grow with it, and you kind of ignore it because it it's true of and it's genuine, and it's great to watch. So I agree with you. She's just
3: a young young girl who was not getting any support from home, who had a father who didn't understand either either one of his daughters, who kind of came around with his ice skating daughter, and you know was the good guy and the stand up guy when she lost the the competition and she fell and made her, you know, there were some nice moments there, but they, they didn't get her. They didn't get that. She was a welder and a dancer. And, you know, it was like, what is going on? And, and, and he was just so checked out. Yeah. And yeah. so here you have this very lovely, very sensitive, talented young girl on her own working as a welder in Pittsburgh, living in this loft with her dog and, you know, having dreams and it just, it's such a, It's such a magnetic story. It's just such a, you know, there's so many people in, and it doesn't matter what year it is or how many decades ago it was, there's so many people in the same circumstances that are. are, it's aspirational. And I thought, what a a wonderful example and what a wonderful piece of casting to choose Jennifer Beals to represent all of the people who aspire to be. Um, And it just... I just think if they'd picked somebody else it wouldn't have had the impact. I just think it was all about star the star power of Jennifer Beals and the magical configuration between Jennifer Beals and Michael Nuri. Um yeah, I just Absolutely correct. And this is the this is why it's iconic. It is it is it is the casting of these two and the performances that they give. Um, and I think Adrian Lyon helped a lot because there was some really kind of avant-garde um, scenes in the beginning of the dancing especially very racy dancing and it was it was you know it let you know that this this film has a hard edge this is this is what these girls do this is how they earn a living this is how tough it can mm-hmm. get in the inner city sometimes you know this is what they are th- there are no other options for these women and this is what they're doing to get ahead to to fund their you know ballet classes and shoes and, and, you know, I mean, it's not cheap. It doesn't pay for itself. Right. So, um, I don't know. I was just, I was very moved by the whole thing. And it's a film that I will watch again and enjoy again, because there was a lot of art in it and there was a lot of very positive stuff coming out of that film. I really enjoyed that film. Shout out to Astor Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With Ikea, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have... You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
4: What would you rate the film out of 10, including decimals? Uh, Here we go. The question of the day.
3: I mean, I want to give it, gosh, I mean, I'm I'm going to be generous. I really love the film. You've um, been
4: quite generous thus no, far. No, I, I know, I know,
3: I know, I know. I give Goonies
4: a 10 out of 10, something oh, I don't know if I could ever forget. Home
3: you. run, home run of a <laughs> film. Home <laughs> run of a film. Should have been nominated for an Oscar. But Flashdance, I mean, I want to give it, I'm so fond of that film and I'm so fond of her performance and Michael Nuri's performance. Um, I'm going to give it a 9.6.
4: Interesting. Yeah. 9.6. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion and it's beautiful that way. (laughs) I will say, I'm going to give this a 6.7. No, and and here's and it's because it's out of respect for my elders because they have the, the feelings of nostalgia from this era, something I don't have, and mm-hmm. I can't respect the film the same. I just don't have it. I thought it was beautiful mm-hmm. with the dancing, and I thought Jennifer Beals was awesome. and Michael nurry, we, we we talked about the relationship. I thought that was great. But for me, You know me, I love a good plot. I love good twists, character development. I'm a big dialogue guy. And of course, I like stuff that ages well and is fresh day after day after day. So yes, it is above a five, meaning it is watchable in my eyes. It's in the sixth category, meaning it's okay. 6.7 means it's okay going on good because it is right there and I have respect for the film as a whole and you have to respect how iconic it is. So yes, 6.7 out of 10, Here come the pitchforks and knives from everyone who grew up in the time. I am sorry.
3: It's (laughs) just, it's just the, what, what I, the way I think about it is maybe it wasn't the perfect film. I, I thought the dialogue was handled very well. It was minimal. If it wasn't right on the nose, it was minimalist. And, uh, I appreciated that. I like the fact that she didn't say too much. And I like the fact that he didn't say too much and they got their point across. I like those scenes. Um, but the way I think about this film historically is how it's inspired so many people, especially women, to go for it. And there aren't a lot of really great films that do that. And a lot of films attempt to do it, but I think this film actually did it because it's hard to really, it's hard to get an audience to fall in love with a lead character. Hard to do it. They pick the right actress. They put her with the right director, they teamed it with the right male star, and as far as comfort food or uh, support for your dreams, if you're feeling yeah. down in the mouth and you want to go back and get inspired, you watch. You know, you could, you could go back to Flashdance, and you could watch that and get some strength. So, you know, what what is the meaning of film? What purpose does film serve in society? What you know, it means different things to different people. So, from that perspective, I'm giving it a nine point. What did I say? Six or seven? Nine point six. Nine point six. That 9.6. was
4: beautiful, by the way. That yeah. was that was right from the heart. I I, I appreciate that. That yeah. was awesome. Awesome. It,
3: you know there are there are sort of junky films sometimes that inspire people. This this was not a junky film. I thought this was a. It had it had some very fine moments. Um. Anyway, I'll leave it at that.
4: Awesome, Scott. Here's the uh, here's the word from the producers is a tease for next episode we actually get to review something a movie that i'm very passionate about Uh so maybe this is where you get a chance to dive into my psyche and what 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 gets me out of the bed every morning as a film lover we get to analyze the sixth sense oh my goodness yeah yes i know i'm fired up it was mentioned in the fabulous Cinnamon's wake episode of the Gilmore Girls, but the Sixth Sense—I can't even stand it. I'm I'm ecstatic about revealing that. We're gonna break that down, atom by atom.
3: Okay, good. I'm looking forward to that one.
4: But right. to thank you this was a great episode today. I, I love to hear your heart really pour out in the microphone coming out from the movie because I could see how it I can see the the inspiration that it, it gives you and, and and many people that from your generation. I think that's beautiful. Um you get to see that sixth cents inspires me a little bit next week. <laughs>
3: all right, good deal, good deal, buddy. All right, man. Um all right, Henry. I guess that's gonna do it for this episode. So uh so thanks everybody for, uh, for downloading and uh, I'm Scott Patterson and this is my buddy Henry and we are breaking, we are, we are breaking down uh, films for you, Flashdance, and uh, we'll see you next time. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year, usually it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With Ikea, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. And all the best.
0: Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget.
2: I'm Katya Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you are a savvy spender maximising your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family